Long-term supporters of Music Heritage UK will know that we've been supporting the fight to save the George Tavern in Stepney, East London, for a few years now. Landlady Pauline Forster recently was successful in quashing a planning development to build flats adjacent to the established life music venue and pub. We went down to the Save the George party on Friday evening of the bank holiday weekend in August to celebrate their planning and legal success. Well, I'm not sure why we're celebrating on this particular date. I think it's just a lovely summer's evening. Um, but the general celebration um, is that Pauline was successful uh, in quashing a planning permission for development of flats uh, next door to the George Tavern. Um, and when that matter went back to the planning inspector for them to consider it again, uh, she was then able to persuade the planning inspector that the development should not proceed and he uh, refused the appeal. Um, and so um, that meant that the development is not going ahead and that's the end of it. So it is a, a proper victory in reality and not, not a pyrrhic victory in legal terms. Barrister Annabelle Graham-Paul of Francis Building supported the George Tavern through the legal process. I first became involved um, after the planning permission was first granted uh, by the planning inspector um, and uh, Pauline was looking to challenge that in the High Court um, and so I came in as a barrister and to advise her on that and to draft um, the proceedings for that and represent her in the High Court. We lost in the High Court unfortunately but never mind because there's always the Court of Appeal so um, um, we, we got permission from the Court of Appeal um, to appeal that decision and were successful so it shows that those who uh, keep fighting win in the end yeah yeah well then of course London is um, well UK generally but obviously London particularly is very over overcrowded and we're all fighting over tiny areas of land so it's not like um, Australia or United States you know in some parts where you can build really whatever you want wherever because there's no pressure there's a huge amount of pressure on space so you've got to have these competing interests and we need houses but we also want live music venues so um, I'm sure that you know that the courts will have been sympathetic as indeed anyone would be sympathetic for an existing business that's providing a very important artistic function social function um, all sorts of different things that Pauline does with and a restoration of the sister building all of these you know good things that she does um, and to see that potentially being impeded by okay something also good but not necessarily as good you know is is, is something which I'm sure has struck a chord um, with, with with judges and, and the public alike which is why she's had so much support for her campaign well in this case you know it's very satisfying for the lawyers because uh, you know sometimes you can win in the courts um, but you can't ultimately stop the developments because they'll come back again and they'll put in another application and they'll ultimately do something lawful because the courts can only deal with errors of law they can't deal with you know matters of planning judgment and the planning merits but in this case it's very satisfying because when as I said when it went back to appeal it was dismissed so um, so it means that actually we were able to create an on-the-ground victory as well as just a legal one. Harry Campbell at Harrison Grant supported Annabelle and Pauline's case. Pauline phoned up very last minute. There were three days to go before proceedings had to be issued. And you, you just look at these things and you think, yes, this is a valuable social community function and something I want to go to. And I, I knew small amounts about the pub but 
it, it's just and friends work in the music industry they they play in bands they worked in pubs which have live music and it's something that i thought was worth fighting for our, our firm's very keen on promoting environmental and social causes and we work with lots of ngos and do work on reduced rates and we try to make it work so that if there is something there people aren't restricted from accessing justice yeah, but the the case in the court of appeal is extremely significant for licensing and planning it, it sort of acknowledged that there is a crossover between them and it's caught significant traction in the licensing world i know they're it's sort of headline of lots of licensing conferences, especially the decision of the planning inspectorate uh, from March last year. And lots of people are interested to see how that will play out because I think it's one of, if not the first decision in which the future impacts on a license of a live music venue has, has been taken into account and has been addressed in a planning decision because traditionally they don't like interfering with each other or planning inspectorate planning inspectors and decision takers don't don't know a lot about licensing and don't really want to have to deal with it because they see it as a separate legal regime so it's, it's good news for music venues it, it's good news for music venues yes it's really good news the landlady and owner of the george tavern pauline forster has spent the last 10 years fighting developers who want to build flats next door whilst almost single-handedly restoring a 600 year old pub and grade 2 listed building to its former glory well, tonight we've got uh, a celebration party going on uh, because we have, after a 10-year battle with the uh, housing developers, SWAN, uh, two planning application, endless appeals, judicial review, we have just won a horrendous 10-year battle. Uh, they can't build flats on the site of Stepney's nightclub. So what does that mean for you as a business owner? Well, it means that they still own it, which is a bit worrying, but they um, means that my live music license is kind of safe uh, because residential that close would, would, would impact on our business. It's got a 3 a.m. music license. We have live music three nights a week, four nights a week. Uh, we're really noisy. Uh, just because of the nature of, you know, a live music venue with bands and, well, really important culturally because there's not much going on down here and we're, we're a 600-year-old pub that's been here forever, so, you know, it needs protecting. It's seeped in history. Uh, it's been a live music venue long before I came, 15 years ago, um, and, um, you know, We've got to keep it that way because we're losing so much in London at the moment with property prices and developers just swooping in and wanting to build on every little bit of land they can get their hands on and it's it's hard standing up to them because they've got so much money and uh, and yeah it's just an un unequal battle because you know the it's just one person against a massive, you know, company. So it's bloody difficult. But anyway, we're successful. Pauline was supported by a variety of celebrities. Amy Winehouse, Kate Moss, Grace Jones, Sir Ian McKellen were among some of the names who were crucial in raising awareness and driving support for the campaign. Well, I've been really lucky because when I first started 10 years ago, I had like 
Amy Winehouse on board who kind of came up with the t-shirt idea uh, and I was lucky enough you know one day she said that um, and then I went to a friend who prints t-shirts uh, illustrated people and he uh, immediately started printing t-shirts up for me they uh, and then we had Kate Moss arrive here and so she put the t-shirt on and so with Kate Moss with Grace Jones with lots of other people you know celebrities uh, endorsement you get into the paper and you become more kind of your voice becomes stronger just because you get media attention uh, sadly it's like that but that's fact you know with at those celebrities um, it's it would have been much much more difficult we at Music Heritage UK also supported Pauline's fight. Joining us at one time or another were other groups like the Mayor of London's Office and the Music Venue Trust. But perhaps more important was the groundswell of public support whipped up by Pauline herself, especially the support within the artistic and musical communities of East London. Like tonight, just here, I've had people, they've read about this was happening, they've come down to support it, and... People, more and more people are saying, what can I do to help? I mean, it is quite difficult, though, because, you know, maybe people say that tonight, but tomorrow they're working and everybody's busy, everybody's got a life. But it is so, It's it, for me personally, it's really good to have people say that because it, it you just don't feel like you're on your own so much. Uh, but I do, I've built up a massive network of support. Um, over the years with this battle and you know we're, we're kind of saved the Georges triggered off a lot of more saving of different things because 10 years ago you didn't really hear save anything or read about it but it's now it's it's a lot better because of what I've done um, people realize that there is a chance of not letting you know stopping the developers because when that Ten years ago, that first application came in. I was told by the council when I rang them up, when I first opened that uh, planning application, they, they told me absolutely that they would be getting their planning permission, even though it hadn't gone through the process. Uh, so they were wrong. <laughs> Music Heritage UK was... Uh, I can't remember what month it was, but I think it was like November or something like that. And I got this new planning application through the door. And I was by myself upstairs and I was thinking, oh my God, you know, I've got to get get this going. A new plan, I've got to start fighting. It was a brand new application. And I, I, I didn't have anybody helping me, so... I didn't have any lawyers, I didn't have any, I didn't have any professional help. I, I, I went on the internet and I searched, you know, music, uh, I, I don't know what I put in the search uh, bar, but uh, I, I found English um, music heritage on the, uh, on the website on a telephone number. I rang the number up and I spoke to James uh, who came round immediately and and built a website for Save the George and uh, at that particular time I 
can't tell you how important that help was because I was finding it really difficult. I had just been done like <clears throat> however many years fighting one application only to find they put another one in. And I wasn't expecting it when it came through the door. It wasn't a good time for me for lots of different reasons. I can't tell you how important it was. It was, it was amazing uh, to have somebody on the end of the phone who actually helped me uh, write things for press, for, you know, the council. Um, and I just stayed in my room and I was on the internet constantly reaching out, reaching out to try and get as much support because it was it it was I think it was just before Christmas always at a bad time when you haven't got a lot of time to give to something else other than running a business so James and Music Heritage was a lifesaver for the George. The fight to save the George has implications for venues everywhere. Here's Annabelle again on what this could mean for venues across the country. I know that the mayor has been quite active in, in this area because in recent years and you know there has been a real steep decline in the, in the number of grassroots music venues in London and it's been seen that there needs to be something done in sort of planning policy or licensing terms to try and tackle that because they're, they're clearly important culturally important for the life of London and the economy and all sorts of things. Um, I, I think again it's, it's, the, it's the pressure on space and, and perhaps special special consideration needs to be given to pre-existing live music venues because they do have particular needs and maybe they haven't been given enough status in in planning policy and recognized not just pub you know it's it's actually a live music venue and that has special considerations in terms of the noise that it's going to create and the potential effect it will have on on residents if you put flats right next door so so yeah but i think that's that's kind of being done by the policy makers um, as, as we speak and in the last in the last year or so it's been quite a high profile case um, and I'm sure it will be something that is on the policy makers radar and they, they will see that and say well you know that's something we should be we should be supporting so that we didn't end up in the position of having to go through all that litigation and it could have been dealt with you know at the outset through policy. Yet despite the battle to save the George being won, the war isn't over. A new planning application has been lodged on another site adjacent to the George Tavern. While the legal victory will help, it means Pauline has to start the process all over again. But tonight, as we have this celebration, the building next to me here, the other side of the beer garden, was sold last year and planning a planning application has gone through this year uh, for 45 flats. Um, so another battle starts. Um, so I really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, obviously, I am. They're doing a sound test tonight to s try and prove that we don't, you know, we're we're compatible with flats that close. But I can tell you honestly, it's not the case. It will cause us lots and lots of problems if they get their planning permission because people. You know, they think they're going to be okay when they buy these places, but they won't like it when they can hear live music, you know, all the time. It's just not once in a while when somebody has an annual party. It's like, you know, 3 a.m., it's pumping, you know. I can't actually believe that I'm going to start all over again. But I don't really have much choice because you are protecting your livelihood, your business, and what you believe in. 
um, what you believe is good for London as well, and not just for me, but for the future. You know, it's this building should be always protected. It's been here so long, and it's a beautiful building. It's Grade Two listed. It was built for what we're using it for. Our thanks to the George Tavern, Pauline, Annabelle and Harry for their time and thoughts. You can find out more about the campaign and our involvement on our website. We'd like to congratulate Pauline for her success and wish her all the best for her next battle in the courts. That's it for this update, but we might be hearing more in the future. See you next time.